Welcome to Cooking the Books, the food and hospitality podcast discussing all aspects of the industry. We interview chefs, butchers, brewers, winemakers, restaurateurs, restaurant managers, and we talk about how they got to this point, through the good times and the bad, and what they've got planned for the future. This is Cooking the Books. Oi, oi, we're fucking back. Guess who's back? Back in the fucking, I'll give over. We're back. Full time. But, yeah, I used to write all this shit down, right? I used to write down all what I'm going to talk about and everything, but... Fuck, I've stopped writing it down. I'm just going to go a bit of a ablib, is it? I don't even know what it is, ablib or fucking straight off the cuff, whatever. So, yeah, we're back. I don't know how it's going to go. We're losing a member of staff. I think I said that a few weeks ago when we did a little mashup. We're losing a member of staff. We've re-employed someone in between that time. But it's going to take some training. So I'm trying to get... I've got a few under my belt. Uh, yeah, but I don't know how I don't know how regular it's going to be. That's all I'm saying. There could be a few weeks where, where we miss one or whatever. Just whilst we're training up staff and whatnot. Because, yeah... I still work full time and all the rest of it. So, our first guest this year, we had Josh. Well, I always want to say Josh Berry because that's what he got called and that's what I knew him as. But he's actually called Josh Priestley. He's um, I've just fucking edited it. He's he's uh, the catering. I think he's the catering manager of the Australian Open. He's he's one of the he's one of the big wigs at the in the Australian Open anyway, managing all the catering. Um, and organising the restaurants and uh, experiences and the he's, he's a full-time member of staff so he does all the planning throughout the year fascinating huge job huge huge uh, um, mega amount of planning as you can imagine all the speed ahead into the into the two weeks of the biggest sporting event in the southern hemisphere i think it is it's definitely australia i said south pacific but he said you could even say southern hemisphere i think so yeah something along those lines it's a fucking huge i would like to say tennis event which obviously it is but it definitely feels like a carnival it's an absolute it's a it's awesome it's the one it's the best sporting event i've ever been to i think as a whole um so much to do so many people i think you're saying like the seven thousand staff that they have to employ train up and then obviously then they all get released it's just a casual contract for that period of time and they're only yeah like i say they're only casual so imagine trying to train that many staff up to to, to deliver at a high level you know that's pretty amazing um, the amount of food that they go through the amount of covers that they go through they did like I think it was 790,000 people come through the gates obviously they all didn't eat that's how many come through the gates this year which is a, a, a mega amount of people um, so yeah it's and the, another fascinating thing about Josh is he's, he was a he's a trained or he went to university and trained and graduated as an architect but fell in love with the industry struggled to get work ended up getting in the industry and, and fell in love with it and, and now he's he worked in restaurants 
again something else that I'm quite passionate about. He felt like that that wasn't for him, but he but he really wanted to stay in hospitality, and he found this job which suits him better. He he prefers it, and he, he obviously it suits him better better for his lifestyle. Um, so there's many jobs out there, not just in restaurants and and whatnot. That's another thing I'm trying to get across. So yeah, this is the interview, and it was about. I think it was like four days after the Oz Oz Open we recorded this. So, yeah, he was still, I guess, still coming down. And it's a a fascinating look to what goes on behind and the the investment that they're making into improving the Australian Open, not just as the tennis, but all of live bands, food, experiences, um, uh, like uh, travel as well they're trying to make they've got like on the website now he, Josh was talking about where you can go and you can book hotels you can book uh, tickets to go to the Yarra Valley they'll sort everything out for it it's like a, a Melbourne experience with like focused around the tennis two days at the tennis and then out to wineries and they'll organise your flights your hotels so all that's now starting to be part of it it's mega for the uh, the economy it's mega for Melbourne and it, it's a great event for kids Boys on the night having a, have a day out, women having a day out, whatever it might be, full families, the whole kit and caboodle. It's just a fantastic uh, event. So, yeah, this is Josh. I hope everyone enjoys it. Yeah. Josh, thank you very much for coming. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Can you just take two seconds or even one second, whatever, a minute, whatever, to just to tell everyone who you are and what you do? Yeah, uh, Josh Priestley. I'm currently the hospitality manager at Tennis Australia. Um, I'm from England, from Hertfordshire in the UK, but I've been in, in Melbourne for nearly six years. Um, always kind of had a bit of a food and beverage background, but um, you know, studied in the UK, uh, did an architectural design degree. So a um, bit of a surprise for most that ended up in like a, a food and beverage, like hospitality industry. But yeah, as soon as I got into it, started loving it. And here I am like five years later. So Any regrets on that, Josh, truthfully? Not really. I came to the idea was I came to Australia and I tried to get a job in architectural design, but um, it was tough. It was a tough industry, like five six years ago when I arrived in, in Australia. It, so are you saying it's tough in Australia or it's tough? It was, full stop? It was tough in the UK. So I came to Australia with the right, idea of like okay. trying to get a job, um, but like no, ever since I got into it now, like yeah, thoroughly enjoy it. So why is it so hard the architecture thing? What what makes it so difficult? It was, it was just. Um, yeah, it was just a tough time, I think. Like in the UK, it was kind of um, people generally, like my friends and things, were struggling to get jobs coming straight out of university. So a lot of my friends went abroad to, to try and find jobs and things. So In architecture? Still in, 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 gen- in architecture, oh. like everything. So everyone was kind of like... just Global financial crisis? Was well, it? Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, yeah, and then made the decision, did some travelling, made the decision to come to Australia and yeah, kind of never looked back. But Do you think you'd go back to the architecture? I think I'm too far gone now. It's hard to... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Technology that yeah. moved on even, maybe. Well, exactly, yeah. Graduated seven years ago, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably, yeah, times have, ch- times how have do, changed. How do your parents... How do your parents feel, like, after, the, you know, you got university, they have expectations or whatever of what you're going to do? Oh, I think as long as I'm happy, I think they're... Uh, yeah, I, I think it, probably at the start, they're uh, probably questioning what I was doing, but I think now they've kind of come over and, and seen what I'm doing. Um, and like where I'm working and that I'm really enjoying it and it's actually you know a good job and things I have now I think they're more than happy yeah, my dad yeah. did a structural engineering so I think probably a little bit deep down he kind of always wanted me to get into the my boy yeah <laughs> and I was the same as well like that, like you know I grew up and watching him like working and stuff and that was always what I wanted to be doing because of like what he was doing so yeah. um, that was why I wanted to get into architectural design and into construction and things as well but um no, I think they were more than happy with where I'm working now. So do, you, it's good. do you still get a, um, 
you know, like a buzz or whatever when you see like a good building or, or were you never really that into it? You know, like I, structurally or, def- you know, design? It definitely was, yeah. I think I've kind of lost some of that passion now because I yeah. don't live and breathe it every day. Um, but yeah, like definitely when I was at university and, and like you're looking at some of the groundbreaking buildings and things and, and yeah, every now and then you, you look at something that's amazing, like I've just done some traveling and things and you look at some like amazing architecture and it definitely kind of relights that passion from, you know, many years ago. But yeah, at the same yeah. time, I can I get passionate about you know seeing like good food, good drink, and that's kind of yeah, Service, what I've been yeah. enjoying the last kind of it's um, funny you last should, twelve months. It's funny you should say that. Sorry, when I'm, I'm fucking terrible for interrupting because I'm like <laughs> I, I'm so I'm not. I'm, I'm, it's not that I'd like, I better say this before I fucking forget. That's merely the main thing. But um, I was listening to a, a podcast yesterday, which I thought is really interesting. Is about, about architecture and about the way that we're so short sighted these days. Like we will never start projects. We being not me and you, but but like uh, governments, for mm. instance, will not start projects that won't last a hundred years. So what the, this was um, a site. It was Brian Cox. Oh yeah, yeah. Brian Cox was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and he was talking about um, we should start send. There is a discussion that we should send start sending things to Mars or even further afield, which would take a hundred years to get there. It would yeah. take a hundred years for this, like whatever this what this one mission. But no one will fund it because they won't be here when it's finished. Yeah. But what he was saying, which I thought was super interesting, I didn't even know this to be honest. That back in the day, cathedrals these kind of things they were 100 year projects yeah. and everyone you know cause because of the man, you know the building you know they the didn't yeah. have the structure and you know the, the cranes and whatnot. and they would start a cathedral 100 years 150 well, years sometimes there's one in Barcelona the Sagrada Familia which is yeah. I can't remember when it was start getting built but it was you know decades and decades and decades ago and it's only meant to be finished in the next kind of within the next 10 years so it's been built for I don't know roughly like 50 years like yeah. there's one cathedral and it's only with like new modern technologies that they're actually going to be able Speed to finish it. it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they don't need to use such like large quantities of labor, and they can actually just kind of use the modern technologies to get this building done. So yeah, yeah but it's that's pretty it's, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting that we like we've over over time, and not just our concentration span. I would think is probably you know, especially in the last ten years, even the concentration span has shrunk so much. But even our, you know our forward thinking of you know making a, a mission last a hundred years, they're not interested. Yeah, it's well, quite, they're talking some crazy things. Like I read that they're going to start putting like you know all the rubbish, like garbage in the like just fire out into space and just hope for the best. It's just like, I don't know if that's long-term thinking or not and just someone else can worry about it in well, that's infinity. 500 years. Well, yeah. it's infinity, isn't it? So there's plenty of room, I guess, is, is what they're thinking. Um, what's it like working for the, the biggest sporting event in, I think it's not just Australia, but it's the South Pacific, is that right? Oh, yeah, you could argue probably south of the uh, southern continent as oh, well. Oh, really? Probably, yeah. yeah, okay. But yeah, it's amazing. It's, um, it's Yeah, I guess it's quite funny that you kind of work on this kind of two three-week event, um, but you work on it kind of all year round. So the most popular question is, what do you do for 50 weeks it's of coming. the year? It's coming, it's coming. I'm sure it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally, yeah. Probably every day you get to ask yeah. the question. But no, it's amazing. Like, just um, just kind of the team environment to get it all together is just... And then just watching what you've been working on all year round come together is... And then watching the clients, getting the, <clears throat> getting the positive feedback, it's just... Yeah, it's kind of nothing like it. Like, I love the buzz of, like, the two weeks. You kind of... 
you do work yourself into the ground, but it's kind of all worth it in the end. So it's quite, you know, it's quite similar what we we're talking about. It's long-term planning for for you know, it's a year's worth of planning, isn't it? Oh, like we're saying, you know, is, yeah. what I mean, for for fourteen days of or what is it? Yeah, 14 yeah, days, 14 16, fourteen days, fourteen yeah. days, a year's planning. Where again, all right, it's not a hundred years, but still, nevertheless, it's still one big thing. You know, a lot of planning coming to one spearhead, effectively. Well, it is, yeah, and I guess kind of for the two weeks, you've obviously got such a big team like it just expands like so much and then you kind of get to like now we're on such a limited team again so um like just finishing the AO now we're kind of looking straight away into feedback reconciling and kind of just closing off AO19 um because ultimately we're already on sale for AO2020 for next year um tickets like final yeah. tickets and things well or? mainly through like tour operators so oh, kind of right, giving okay. that internationals yeah, yeah. Yeah. um like a chance to purchase early so they can book all their accommodation and flights and things but for them to buy bulk or to them to even just start selling like single tickets now so is that, are you saying more for um more for like the larger like international so, tour operators, so we'll buy 100 buy, or yeah. 200 or 300 yeah, or whatever. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then they can start packaging up with like flights and accommodation and they can start selling into kind of like China, America, New Zealand and things where people need to obviously plan more. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually had one customer who was from Singapore. He was like, you need to be selling like 18 months in advance because like the Singaporean culture, I think, is that people just book their annual leave so far in advance and they book their flights like 12 months in advance. So it kind of shows that you know, getting on sale on the first day of tournament for the following year for tour operators potentially isn't even earlier enough. So far out. Yeah, and then I guess we um, we want to finalise what everything looks like in hospitality, but you can't do that until kind of the wider Australian Opens kind of been thought out a bit more as Definitely. well. Definitely. So, um, so yeah, we hope to get on sale kind of end of April, beginning of May um, for for next year already. So yeah. there's a bit of work to do in the next few months to um, to get to that stage. And do you have? Um specific tour tour operators that you work with and, and like not any tour operator can get them or whatever no yeah you've got to be a licensed um tour operator so we like control how many we do out of kind of each region so we've got oh, so, like, okay. some out of china we've got some out of america um some out of new zealand so it's um yeah so they pay like a licensing fee to, to yeah. be a part of the australian open and then they have the rights to on sale um like tickets and hospitality and other experiences yeah. um, as long as they kind of package up with hotels who we work with as well or who you they have to they have to be Not, affiliated they don't have to have to be affiliated we've got partners with um hotels around melbourne um, yeah. which they can work with um same with like airlines and those kind of things as well so yeah it's kind of a quite a big piece now like the tour operators like a big market for us to focus on um like our international growth do you know um, what 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 um sorry again to cut you off but do you know what kind of revenue revenue it brings into the into the city do you have that kind of number i don't know what it brings in we do work closely with visit victoria and um like um um yeah like state government and things to um to bring everything into melbourne some more just not just tennis but utilizing the hotels what other experiences are going on um we worked with like the ngv last year um so yeah so we kind of there's a lot of growth around Melbourne. People don't come just to watch the tennis. We well, there's the wineries that. and that. Yeah, the, the Valley, yeah, Warrington, Warrington, which is definitely yeah. what we're trying to grow into now, just kind of create that full... I felt um, like that. You like you had them big screen, not screens, them big like posters or billboards of the wineries and all that. I guess that's tempting people to go and visit that, Absolutely, right? yeah. And we want to be the ones creating those packages. So we want to people to come in. We'll book you into um, a hotel down in Mornington, Palencia. You can have a lunch down... 
down there, do a winery tour, you can come back, you'll do two days at the tennis, um, and then you might do something in Melbourne, um, and then you might go to Yarra Valley. Or So we just want to create that whole like weak Melbourne experience centred around the tennis. When you say we, as in like... Like what, Tennis Australia. So you could, what, and you go to their website and you buy it from their website, is that what you're saying? Through our website is the goal, yeah. Oh, through so, your, we'll, so we'll create it. So we'll what's your website? Not as a plug, so like, but what... Like what, Ozopen... Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's all we've got. So from there, you can but you can book hotels. You can get experiences. You can go. You two. The idea is yeah. That oh, you can, yeah. is this and a new thing? This or? is brand new. Yeah. Yeah. So we launched yeah. AO Travel um, just before the AO this year. So and where you can go in, book your tickets, book your flights, book your hotel. So from overseas to make it all like a one-stop shop. That's for, fantastic. That's a great idea. Yeah, it's, well, yeah. I guess we highlight that international audiences kind of where it's going. So, yeah, for sure, 100%. Yeah, especially kind of from Asia. And like at the moment, I think, I'm not sure what the results are for this AO gone, but America and New Zealand were the biggest international markets for us. And we're kind of hoping, especially off like Osaka winning the, the Japanese. Yeah, well, what, um, and what a performance. Yeah. She's a beast, that oh, girl. Man, she amazing, is a yeah. beast. That was such a good result. But I'm sure yeah. we'll discuss that a bit later. Yeah, but I'm, just what a, especially when she was, was it three three match points? Or was it two match points? Yeah, three championship points. Three, cha- three yeah, championship points on the br- was it, it was on the break as well, wasn't it? Oh, I think it was, if I remember blends rightly. In, blends into one for yeah, me. it was on the break. But just and to she, mentally And then she, she lost like twelve points in a row after yeah. that. Do you remember? Oh yeah, and then she went off after. It went off, yeah, with a towel all over her head. Unbelievable. Yeah. I've spoken to so many people. It's just to she's twenty one. Yeah, just yeah. to get into that mindset to come back into in the third set. Yeah, and yeah. Come back and actually win it. I mean, it was just yeah. Like, it was unbelievable. We've all felt pressure in 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 in, in like you know in service or like I've, I've felt pressure where I've been scared to do stuff like mm. even like to put food up on because the chef's going so crazy. You're like you know, and you, you're nervous, you're shaking, and this is like some fucking food in a restaurant. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Never mind like cameras around the cameras, world. The 15, pressure, fifteen thousand people in the arena. Yeah, just... and then like also like the culture of letting people down. I'm not like I'm not, I'm not that I'm any fucking Japanese historian expert of culture, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like you do feel like that, like yeah. the honor kind of thing, and it must yeah. it must have been like not to be able to go zoof. Get rid of all that. Focus on just playing, hitting these, you know. And after getting set twelve points beaten, yeah. to just wipe that all off and go, oh, okay, here we go. And only ever won in one Grand Slam, which was the last one. And you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not yeah. like and Federer. There's a bit of drama around that one. As, yeah, as well, well with yeah, Serena yeah. and that exactly. But it's not like Federer who's got all that experience, or Rafa with all that experience, or Nadal. You know, I'm sorry, or Djokovic with all mm. that experience, where they can refer back to a event where they've gone, okay, I've done this before, I've been here before. This is like new territory almost. Amazing. It was amazing, yeah. yeah. But they both had good stories. I guess that was the yeah. um, the good thing about the women's final this year was just like both either of them went, could have won it, and what a story for either of them. Kvitova got obviously um, the home, home, home intruder, yeah, yeah home, and, and then stabbed and smashed in the hand. a hand in, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. So like for her to come back to like a Grand Slam women's final, she as looked well. great as well. To be fair, she looked good. Yeah, yeah, it's good for women's tennis that so many people have won in the last kind of few years. Yeah, as well, yeah, so. it's not just Serena, Serena, yeah. Serena, and it gets a bit boring effectively. Yeah. I guess the men's tennis has always had that in some aspects, even though there's been really dominant champions, you know, with, with the Roger and, and Rafa and Djokovic. But that's always changed, like you know, on different courts as well. It affects quite a lot for them. Yeah, I 
reckon? I mean, it's great that the, the same big names are there, but it's almost like, I mean, personally, I kind of want to see like the next Grand Slam winner come through, but you kind of feel like Djokovic after just beating Nadal so strongly, you can just, you could go on a bit of a run again and they say maybe you can win all four Grand Slams again this year. He's done that once, hasn't he? He's done that one, one he's, two, four. Yeah, he's won the calendar year before, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think he has, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's a shit, oh, yeah. Murray was was always I felt like Murray was always a good challenge for Djokovic as well I thought that was you know with yeah then he only won three Grand Slams yeah yeah anyway it's yeah it's interesting it's great anyway how did you hear about this job from because um, you were you I were, was at Rockpool yeah you were yeah. Rockpool um, so I was there for eighteen months and then yeah I just saw it come up it was only a contract role. Um, yeah, Seek I, or something was it or? like Seek or Hayes or one of those um, like just eight like yeah online agency for for jobs but yeah so I saw that it was only a six month role um, so you obviously got the role what it was like a functions um, like assist, assistant role so just kind of helping out with some of like the events um, that were happening at Tennis Australia so which was you know Good fun, six months old, finished straight off the Australian Open. Like um, managing a room effectively? Yeah, or? it was kind of similar to how it started. Like the, the team I'm in now didn't necessarily exist um, within Tennis Australia. It was all kind of outsourced um, to, a, to a third company. So when I, so it's still managing some clients, kind of managing private spaces and things. But it was on such a small scale, like the operation of hospitality the offering was so limited compared to what it is now oh, blooming heck and how um, many years are we talking well this is my fifth AO so yeah so five years, years. So it's five really year. improved oh, it's huge. Yeah. yeah okay um, is that a new director or what's this so, yeah new director um, oh is it yeah new kind of head of on-site revenue so who looks after all hospitality hospitality ticketing and tourism as well so Beautiful. I guess they've kind of led the direction that it's all going but I guess yeah it's kind of grown from maybe Two, two or three restaurants and kind of maybe like five private spaces for corporates to six on-site restaurants. Um, yeah, you know, ten to fifteen private spaces. Um, further experiences, behind-the-scenes tours, on-court seating, like behind-the-scenes tours. That yeah. sounds awesome. Um, all the super boxes. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot going on now that kind of fall into hospitality, and it kind of shows how much it has grown over the last yeah, yeah. last few years. And is are they getting used throughout the year for different, like, you know, like nationals or, or, or them rooms or can you can hire them out, yeah, you know, so I guess, corporates? Um, you kind of, yeah. I guess we kind of, we work at Melbourne Park. So Melbourne Park is obviously like concerts and those kind of things at Rod Laver Arena all year. And they use the function centre, which we turn into re- restaurants for gala dinners, weddings, whatever so year round they're always used um, but yeah. they're kind of that's run through Melbourne Park um, so oh, it's just okay. Tennis Australia that kind of take it on for those um, so you hire weeks. them effectively off, off them yeah, yeah okay yeah, in, a, in a way yeah yeah, um, yeah and then we just tra- transform them to how they have, from how they look year round into kind of these world class restaurant facilities I remember you saying because you've got joiners and, and, and all that that come in and, and oh we yeah we've got a full internal kind of hospitality operations team that kind of I don't know how many suppliers they work with but mm-hmm. the jobs that they do to turn these kind of quite you know 10 meter high ceilings and white walls into world class restaurant facilities that are kind of yeah you've got brands like Rockpool and Nobu coming in yeah and hopefully as soon as you walk into these restaurants you know that there is Rockpool and it is Nobu or or it has the feel of their the place feel of their yeah, yeah 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 it's not like instance. a stagnant room with yeah. their branding over the top in some yeah. dodgy lettering or whatever yeah but yeah and it's kind of I mean in those instances they're temporary marquees at the end of the day that we come in and do full build walls engineered walls 
um, like carpeting, um, temporary kitchens, temporary bar, like it's all temporary infrastructure. Yeah. Like it's kind of... Recycled? Is the stuff recycled? Yeah, they do work closely on sustainability, but yeah. um, at the end of the day, it's probably half PDF. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chipboard. Is yeah, it chipboard chip or whatever it's called? I'm not a builder. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The... Um, so you found the job just literally on Seek and it was just a part-time, like Six a... Time. Yeah, it was kind of, I want, like, I obviously work, enjoyed working in hospitality, but I just wanted to, yeah, I wanted to kind of be on the back side of it, like the planning, um, and then got involved with like the selling of it as well. So it was actually like a really good six-month contract. Um, and then actually, because it was a six-month role, I actually went over to um, Etihad Stadium, oh, uh, yeah. or like Marvel Stadium now. And I did a, a role there as well for... Um, for about six, seven months. Um, that was a, a full-time role and that was kind of their corporate events um, coordinator. So I did all their like match day um, and like non-match day events, which was quite good fun. Seeing like yeah. other sports and concerts and stuff, which was um, which was pretty good. And then that's when kind of the new direction of hospitality kind of got introduced. So my manager now, he um, came in and kind of like sold me the dream of what hospitality was gonna look like over the next few years. Um, so I was quite, quite happy to jump back and go back to tennis Australia and then full-time role, which is yeah. obviously kind of... Dream job there. almost, right? Yeah, it was good. I guess kind of, he was just saying it's all starting afresh and um, yeah, it's kind of a team of two at the moment. And now... You and him? Well, yeah, and some someone else. Um, yeah. And then they were trying to get a few more staff in and they had like an external sales um, division, um, which was contracted for another couple of years. So they, um, we took that in-house a couple of years ago. So we managed all our sales. So... I guess he has a team of kind of, I don't know, probably about 20 full-time staff now. So I guess that shows growth again in Definitely. hospitality. So Yeah. And I guess it's that's a huge when, part of it, isn't it? You've got to be well, it's, real. It's... Well, it's quite interesting, actually, because they, um, and like, yeah, I guess Craig, like the CEO, talks about it so much, how there's like four, like five now main areas of growth for the Australian Open. So like tennis is just one of them, which is quite interesting in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, tennis yeah. is kind of a quarter, a fifth of where the growth of the Australian Open should be. And then the other one is, the other ones are like families. So we had like the ballpark and things, which I think you experienced. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, music. Um, so we oh, the, the bands. Stage, yeah, so. I didn't get the opportunity. Was it good? Because you had like... It was um, good, yeah. yeah. There was two bands there that I really... Um, Oh fucking hell! Like brother and sister, or the boyfriend, what? Like Julia and oh, Jones, Angus, Angus and Julia Stone, so, yeah. and there was another band as well. That I thought well, Craig David was there. That's oh Craig a... <laughs> David, yeah, that poor fucker. He got rinsed by that ginger guy. What's he called? The um... no, the comedian. Oh, oh he no. had that big head. It ruined his career. Oh, do you not remember? Yeah. I don't remember that. No. Do you remember that? You know, the... I used to love Craig David. Though, yeah, so. but do you know the, the the comedian, the ginger, the ginger guy who he oh, what's he bloody called? The one that swears a lot. Yeah, and he, he had them big heads, and he had he used to mock um, Mel B and that Mel B, Mel B. Do you not remember? Oh, oh what's he called, mean. man? Oh, he's always got like just his undies on, and he's <laughs> I like, do know you oh mean, man, remember. he ruined. Anyway, yeah, Craig David, but he's, he's, he's rising like a phoenix, that he's boy. Again, he's fucking he? back, yeah. yeah. Monday to Friday or something, what's it called, <laughs> that song, whatever it is. You're clearly a big fan. Exactly, I like him. Um, yeah, but I guess like, getting sort of like some of those artists now is pretty, um, it's pretty amazing to be a part of that as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then, so like the fourth main pillar of growth is then food. So it's actually like single out in like the strategy of like yeah. the Australian Open, so which is great. It gives you like creative license in, in what I do to come up with new ideas and new concepts and um, yeah, to try and grow like food in the Australian Open with the idea of people come to the tennis on a ground pass and they can go watch the music. They bring their families to go to the ballpark or they can come and just watch tennis on a big screen and have like quality food from Melbourne restaurants or, you know, go get a one, two hat, 
dinner at Rockpool Nobu and those kind of things as well. Yeah, so. and there's quite a lot of healthy options as well. I find is yeah. it's I, not just junk. Do you I know guess, what I mean? Yeah, we I do always, see everyone with chips. Or fuck, when well, I was you, there, you can every, never get rid of chips. It's all probably like the me. highest selling product. Seriously, everywhere you look, you can't see hot chips, fries, whatever you want yeah. to call them. Everyone's got chips. It's unreal. But there is a lot of. Um, Charlie, who was who's been on the Atlas, podcast, yeah. Atlas, he's he um he had colours, he's yeah. offering a vegan offer, yeah, yeah with awesome. like a hummus and that. Look, I didn't have it, it was but it was looked fantastic. Yeah, they were really busy, yeah. From, yeah, they did really, really well. I That's think. great. Just, yeah, smash out hummus salad bowls, it was kind of yeah, simple. It's a great effective. option, great oh, option. People are loving it, yeah. We've got some great yeah. feedback around that. So, That's great. Um, yeah, no, it was awesome. The, the 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 fact of having the, the these restaurants and this these experiences and you're saying like you know the, it's what it's twenty five percent of 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 this thing you know the four parts mm. that is saying you know the thing I think fine about the tennis is it's a full day event you don't like the football you go you watch the match you go home that's, well, that's kind it. of I mean, it you do you know what I mean like this is like you can go you're, and not even watch the tennis to be fair well, you can spend $49 on the ground pass and you can get in at 10am yeah and then you can leave at midnight yeah so it's pretty good value it's and then definitely that, good value go, yeah watch the live music at 7.30 go watch tennis in Mod Labour Arena go get a three course but on that, gra- on that ground pass for $50 yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like, how much does it cost to go to the AFL or definitely like a day and there's so many so many things like like you say so many areas like near that where the water fountain is and all yeah, that yeah. where the screen is and stuff and then you've got like like the beer garden effectively I don't know what they're all called but that's, well, yeah, you I know guess what you're mean? trying to create those different pockets of yeah. atmosphere and things so. and also what I find as well which I thought was really good is it's, it's there's a good divide so if I go with Monty and whatever I can go around that like water park water yeah, area yeah, and it's, park, but yeah. you know it's a bit quieter it's a bit out the way from like the rowdy not rowdy lads but you but know you go with your mates you, you, can, go, mate, yeah. you go on the other side Side. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, so you can just come in from that entrance and just stay that area with your family. You don't even have to get mixed up with like a lot of alcohol or whatever if you're against that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, yeah, which is the yeah. whole idea, I guess. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. When they kind of do that site overlay, it's all pretty thoroughly thought through to kind of create those pockets of atmosphere so the different kind of clientele that we're all, we're trying to attract them all separately. Yeah. But then they all kind of naturally gravitate to different areas of the Australian Open, so. Yeah, so it can, it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, you're trying to get people in on that middle Saturday and yeah, you kind of, it's Cooper Saturday, they're going to come in and drink and they're going to go to one area, but then. Maybe so. But yeah, well, exactly, yeah, it's great. Yeah, That's definitely. Go, yeah, exactly. And then on Sunday, you know, maybe it's a bit more about families and you bring your, your young kids in and that's when you go to the ballpark and it's yeah. potentially the same people, but just different days. Yeah, different yeah, yeah, things. yeah, yeah. Different face on, isn't it? Yeah. You know, not out with my mate face, I'm yeah. out with my family <clears> face. What, um, so, what, what would you, to sum it up, what would you say the job entails? For me? Or, yeah, for you, yeah. I guess kind of from what we do from like the Tennis Australia side is a lot of the concept creation and like long and like the strategy. So we work out what we want to be doing in terms of our hospitality. We'll create those concepts um, and then work with either the current caterers, which are, are Delaware North, or we'll look to go to like an external source. So um, that's, I guess, when we touch upon like, do we want some like Colors Kitchen, Rockpool, Nobu? Um, we've got like the Mamacita, um, Biggie Smalls. Um, kebabs, aren't they? They're good. They're, they're good. Yeah, they're so good. it's like, you know, we, I think we've got like 15 different Melbourne or like international restaurants like on site now. So, yeah. Um, yeah oh, Grady. No, I think Grady were there. They had there. a few Hellenic spots. Grady had a couple of spots, right? If yeah. I remember rightly. Yeah, it was yeah. a pop, like, popular offering again. So yeah. it's kind of... It's like they're doing it by the slice as well, the pizza. Grady's like one of the best pizzas in Melbourne, I would say. Well, yeah. Well, it did win best pizza in the world it's, like a couple of years did, ago, it, But it's it? not... Uh, have you been to Capitana? No, no. That's the best pizza I've probably ever had. 
I reckon, honestly. Well, you can award that the best pizza in the world. <laughs> yeah, but, but Grady's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Grady's, yeah. Grady's fun, amazing. And oh, it did and win. Do, yeah, and it's amazing. They get those pizzas out in about 50 seconds. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Me. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. pretty... Um, yeah, so I guess we, we establish where the demand is, we um, create the concepts, we work how we're going to deliver it, um, how we're gonna, who we're going to sell it to, what the costs are going to be, what we want those menus to be, and then kind of work with whoever that relationship's going to be, um, whether it's caterers, restaurants, um, and then yeah, basically bring it to life, get it on sale, and then execute it in the two weeks. Yeah. So, so now you don't even really look after the rooms on a... On a, on a no, you don't. No, so you used all, to though, right? Did you used to? Not, not really. Not in my, not in my no. five years there. No, yeah, we, kind okay. of, yeah, we kind of take it off Melbourne Park and utilise them then for our needs. Um, so you just put like a manager in each in each room is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. In the hospitality rooms. You know, like the corporate rooms where yeah, yeah. the big so that's, tables. That's when that. we work. So yeah, if it's a... Superbox. Then we'll have like the, we'll have a caterer, team leader in there, or yeah. um, you know, Rockpool Nova is self sufficient, kind of in their staffing. They know how to run their restaurants. We're not going to come in and tell them how to do their jobs. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. They're the experts in being restaurants. We know that we wanted two premium restaurants on site, and we worked with Rockpool and Nova to get them on site. But then now they're here. Um, yeah, we let them do their jobs. You just give them the space. Give them the, 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 yeah, do we, they, we do, do the sales are... for them, so we sell all the in advance all this everyone into the restaurants all right um, okay they don't have to take reservations no it's all reservations come through us because yeah. mostly kind of bought with tickets and everything yeah, else yeah. it kind of just makes it a bit easier but yeah we work with them kind of in the lead up and obviously we've worked so closely with them during the two weeks as well but yeah and what we're ordering in things for them like alcohol or food or whatever do they have to come through you or do they just go direct to their suppliers so they go through so it's kind of a bit each restaurant's like a bit different um so mostly they will do their own food prep like off-site they'll bring it in um, all right okay just because it's their yeah food, even their even even the um even the small ones like the mamas eat right they'll just bring it all in on a morning six o'clock on in the morning yeah. and it'll all just come in right okay Mostly, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah but then alcohol ordering all has to come through um delaware north so they serve they have to serve the alcohol so they purchase it and serve it because it's the liquor license of delaware north um even in the restaurant so that's even not in the restaurant so yeah. everyone so, we'll so, so the bar the bar staff have to be delaware yeah. north yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah. yeah but it kind of worked like it works yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, something sure. we have to do but it kind of yeah work they work basically become part of that Team good experience for that person in. as well oh, I should imagine yeah, yeah yeah absolutely but I guess yeah when it comes to yeah some of those other bits then like they're making cocktails and stuff they've obviously got their head bartender there to ensure it's like of the standard of yeah yeah you know whatever I've seen that is. he actually did a video didn't he they, had, they did have the head bartender there didn't they yeah they did yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I seen him doing a drink with that new new it's not new is it it's like no, probably a new partner new yeah. partner yeah yeah but he was that doing was a cocktail with that yeah so I guess yeah like that kind of falls under some of like our scope now of how do we integrate this 50 something percent Chinese um, you know rice spirit into kind of the Australian Open and within our liquor licensing regulations and um, where are people actually going to drink it I mean traditionally it's drunk as kind of in a shot glass but like sipped in, in China oh, it's really strong right it's so strong what's yeah. it called it's, it's, actual... called, it's called Lu Zhu Lai Zhao is the uh, I think I'm saying that yeah, right yeah. that's how I've been saying it for two weeks so yeah it'll right. do yeah. Um, but you, you've kind of rebranded it not you guys as I think but 1573 yeah because yeah, it's a bit I'm, easier for the easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, yeah it's part of a wider partnership deal and things as well so we named it Arena after them at the Australian Open um, that, I don't know if you saw when a player won on Rod Laver Arena it was like the the winning moment as well so like on all those LED screens it became no, like I didn't see that. winning moment no, so 
I didn't see that. Captures their brand, just the players, you know, falls to the ground or whatever they do, and they win the match. So it's not just about for them serving. Yeah, 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 for sure. What's it called? Like brand, brand, brand awareness, and and just connection when you put two when your your brand known alongside another one. I guess, yeah. yeah. But Uh, I mean, that brand is the way it's often described as like the Rolex of that like spirit. So it's like the top top end in in China of kind of that's how like good the quality is. Mm. I see the, you, there's a lot of brands like this year as well. There was that like Kia 360 camera. That was another one that was quite, that was a new thing, wasn't it? Yeah, I think because it kind of shows the innovation of um, the Australian Open as well. Like they're just, they're not just sitting back on their laurels. Like they're, you know, bringing these new brands in. Um, you know, Kia, it's a car sponsor, but they've, they've done like some such cool stuff. They've got kind of Tanasi Kokonakis and like Nadal and they're doing that like carport, carport karaoke. Have you seen that one where they all do that? Yeah. Oh, I've seen them all. <laughs> <laughs> that advert. I'm like, that looks good, that car. Like, from yeah. the advert, it's like, fuck that. I'm like, oh, oh, shake my head. Fuck, that's an advert. I know when it looks good. You know, <laughs> it's like, like they just see the Uber Eats one on TV with Nadal. Yeah. That yeah. genuine, I think there's that's like close to believing. Like, is this actually the tennis, or is this actually an advert? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, me and Beck were fucking crying. I wish I could. It was like tonight in this Spanish accent. Beck obviously speaks Spanish, so she does a great Spanish. Set. I'm going to eat in a Hawaiian, uh, half Hawaiian, oh, yeah. half. It's <laughs> fucking funny, man. I was on the floor crying. We rewound that. I'm not exaggerating. Maybe 15 times. Seriously, oh, really? and what it was just <laughs> half Hawaiian. <laughs> Oh, oh, but God. I'm gonna say like I don't want to bag anyone but fuck I hate Uber Eats I hate Uber Eats Why? so bad so basically the restaurant the, the fleece the fucking restaurant you know the margins on food in yeah. restaurants anyway right and then they're gonna take 30% of that so like basically the restaurant's not it's barely, it's barely making, making a fucking cent yeah. and that winds me up and it's it, so popular, isn't it? People want that convenience these days. Well, exactly. That's the fucking problem. And I, I, I listened to a great thing the other day about like about things like that. Like, where does all that money go? All that fifteen percent. All right, Uber. Our Uber. Look, I don't know that much about this, and I, and I, I know I hear quite a bit about it here and there. But like, you know, Amazon and these kind of people, how they do, dodge the tax, basically. Mm. The, the massive. They know, they know all the loopholes. So like all them 30%, which is millions and millions and millions of dollars, where's that actually going? Which economy is that actually well, going into? Probably, I should probably ask my brother who um, works for tax at Uber, I think. So. Well, be, yeah, well, that would be interesting. I would yeah. be, I'd be interested in all that. I, I'm guessing, I have no idea, but I'm going to guess a lot of that goes to America, to be totally honest with you. Yeah. So like, if you just instead, why don't you just go and pick the fucking thing up from the... Go to the People are lazy, uh, it's not good though, man. It's not good. In my view, it's not good. I don't think it's good for the, the economy here, and I don't think it's... It's not good for the businesses, in my view. I, I might be wrong. But then if they don't want to do it, surely they can just opt out and not... Like if it's not yeah, but, what, but once they get so big, and they've got so many choices, they almost suck you in. What are you going to do? There's so many people are using it. Yeah. I guess if, yeah, if they're busy enough, then people just come to the... If then people just go to the restaurant. Yeah, but what I don't understand is why you're fucking defending Uber. I'm not necessarily defending it. I like it. It's convenient. Like, how many times do you want to just get, like, good food and have it delivered to your door? Yeah, but, like, do you not... Do, but you have no, you have no room, like, feeling for the, for the restaurant. Well, yeah, that, I, that didn't really, is I didn't really forced. understand the financials behind it, but I guess before we've just discussed it. I mean, I'd always rather go to a restaurant than kind of eat lukewarm food at my dining room table on the yeah, sofa yeah but, yeah yeah of course you know, there's obviously times when you want to eat still good food and you don't want to go to the shops and 
Uber yeah. Eats is convenient. So, I mean, I'm, I don't um, eat it often. I yeah, yeah. I've never eaten it. I would never fucking get it. It winds me up. That kind of shit winds me Big up. Like supermarkets. I hate fucking supermarkets. Like people who shop oh, in supermarkets. Yeah. I hate... Anyway. That, anyway, that... I, that to, when I was watching the thing, I was thinking... That, that you, every time that advert come on, like, it fucking wound me up. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It winds me up because it, it, it makes you think, if you can afford to be putting an advert, how many adverts did they have on Jake and over the Oz Open? And I'm not bagging those open by any percent of my Jason. I love it. But they had so many, they, they had so many adverts. They just like, where's all that money? Like, why, how can they afford mm. to be putting so many adverts on with Nadal and like all the top thing? Like, how can they afford mm. to be doing all that? Yeah, because, I guess that's more yeah. broadcast decision making than like then, Australian then, Open yeah 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 making. for so, sure 100% like channel, yeah. channel 9 yeah 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 of course of course yeah, just to deflect that to someone yeah, else yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like channel 9 actually I want to get into that because it changed didn't it from channel 9 to channel 7 7 to channel, channel 9, 9. Yeah. so yeah How 42 you... years it'd been on um, channel 7 and then changed to channel 9 so it kind of changed like the whole sporting landscape did it well yeah like that's what people say I've only been here for 5-6 years but yeah, yeah. I think people have kind of grown up and watched cricket on Nine and and then, they've swapped, yeah. haven't they? Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it was awesome. Like, How do you think it affected um, you? Me personally, it didn't affect it. Like you can see around the site, though. Like they brought the um, like morning Today Show, yeah, and they brought that to the Australian Open. That's filmed every day um, at the Australian Open, so yeah. it kind of just gave more publicity to kind of the two weeks of the tennis. Yeah, um, and they'd always you know cover different stories about what was happening and things, which were great. Um, I think it was the longest time they've ever filmed off their normal like um production like set like off like, oh in a yeah phase. yeah so yeah they did like yeah. full two weeks which is you know it's pretty great that they're kind of obviously so on board with the tennis that they're willing to kind of do these new innovations as well so i thought they also live broadcasted the wheelchair tennis final yeah which yeah. i think that was the first time i think of or yeah. one of the first times i Maybe, think yeah because yeah, obviously dylan alcott yeah. was in the final he won um, didn't he well yeah, won yeah for the fifth time in a row which yeah he's amazing, amazing yeah. yeah and yeah they even put that on rod labor arena now for the yeah. final so yeah that exactly shows what yeah rightly so like, oh amazing Fucking rightly have you so. ever watched it it's actually incredible yeah 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 it's, uh, it's, How the move around, it's oh, phenomenal. It's yeah, 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 it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, he's a beast, that boy. He is a beast. Oh, and yeah. I like the way he's so like, and he was like, oh, I'll meet you down at the at the fountain for a beer with everyone. He's like, he's, he's pretty, he's pretty shit. People, isn't he? He's definitely yeah. is. Yeah. He's done a great, you know, everyone's right behind him. Oh, yeah. He's been on Triple J, he's done a couple of shows and things now. Yeah, so. it's great. So what I was going to say is, what do you do for the rest of the year? Yeah, here we yeah. go. Well, I think we just touched upon it, really. Yeah. We? Kind of, Looking. I mean, we're straight into the feedback on what worked well now. Um, feedback through what? Like, through like the clients. Client, kind of like talking. clients who you've sold to or people who, who you've employed, like rock pools and whatnot? Or is it like both, more like, yeah, both, okay. Yeah. So we, um, over the two weeks, we kind of, people always send through feedback, positive or negative. Um, so we collate all that, see what worked well. We have all debriefs with all our suppliers, subcontractors, um, and kind of see what worked well. If we're going to do something again, how can we improve it? If something didn't work well, what do we, like, what do we do to change it? Yeah. Um, I mean, Melbourne Park's going through an interesting phase at the moment. So, like, it's the billion-dollar redevelopment of Melbourne Park's been happening over the last few years, and and continues as well into the next couple of years. So we lose kind of the main um, function centre of Melbourne Park, where we do. Um, basically, seven hundred seats of restaurants every every single day. Where's so that? We, Where? Which part's so that? The, the it's a bit that overlooks like the fountain. Yeah, it said Melbourne Park, Melbourne, Melbourne or something, didn't it yeah, this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like yeah, yeah. Melbourne, yeah, um, yeah. Lamo clubs. They're like two of our 
like biggest restaurants. Yeah. Um, so they get knocked down basically in a couple of weeks. So Bloody we need hell. to start working out how we're going to replace, you know. So what's going there? Um, well, it's basically a, a blank concrete slab. Um, so it's kind of just establishing whether we put temporary in- infrastructure on there or maybe we look to bring a bit more merchandise. I guess it's kind of all... Um, but not restaurants. Well, hopefully restaurants. Oh, we right, got 700 okay. people that sit down for lunch and dinner near enough every day. Yeah, yeah. But you don't own them, do you? I get, like you say, no, it's yeah. Melbourne Park. So they, it's but not- I guess we can put temporary infrastructure on there every one, but it's right. kind of working out now what the like one within our department and team, but also the wider Australian Open, what's the direction? Like, do we actually want to do something completely different in this now, like space, and we relocate restaurants somewhere else on site, or, um, so I guess it's like all those conversations now with, you know, so many stakeholders, actually, you know, it's not a decision that just happens in a yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think this, and this yeah. is what we're going to do in like dictatorship yeah. or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Business plans, like, you know, um, yeah, how you can at, get the most from it as well, I well, guess. Exactly, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. infrastructure is not cheap. Like, you know, we going from permanent infrastructure with, you know, one of the main kitchens on site. To, yeah, zero outgoings, isn't it? At the yeah, end of the exactly. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have power? Do we have services? Like all the, you know, what can we do? Gas from, pipes and all of that. What it. can yeah, we actually yeah. do to, in this area to deliver restaurants? Um, so, so yeah, so I guess all those conversations kind of have, happen now, but um, yeah, we've got, you know, quite large sales targets to hit as well. So we need to have these conversations hopefully done as quickly as possible so we can get on sale and... Yeah, because you're um, not going to know what you're selling, I guess. Yeah, until we know what it is you can't go on sale and then we don't necessarily want to sell tickets too soon without hospitality because um you know we want to increase our revenue off yeah, tickets yeah, yeah, and before like the the general on sale in october so yes there is a lot to work through obviously we slow down quite a lot yeah um, yeah yeah um like most people take a week off next week which is good um but yeah it kind of it's like it just slowly ramps up like throughout the year you get to the Australian Open and then it just kind of it does drop off quite a lot so yeah yeah of um, but then there's a lot happening in tennis in general so they've kind of um, the, the whole landscape of the whole warm up events is changing in Brisbane Sydney um, and potentially Perth as well so um, there may be a few the, other the little competitions and, you mean the, the, yeah, the, the, yeah, exactly the, right. the, the separate competitions yeah. so it's um, so now it's kind of they're happening like so a new ATP Cup is happening so it's a, a team world format um, like round robin with like finals in in Sydney, so it's like um, top eight. I think it's top eighteen um, players in the world qualify. Um, yeah. So then they based on that country. So say Federer is in the top eighteen. Yeah. Switzerland um, qualify. So he'll bring the second highest Swiss ranked player in with him, and they form like a team. Stan probably Stan probably isn't Stan. it? Yeah. yeah. But uh, interesting. I think it was Dominic Tiem, like yeah, the Austri- yeah. Austrian guy. I yeah, think he yeah. had the lowest second partner. I think I'm correct in saying that. So yeah. if he qualified, then the, his partner would be 200 and something in the world at the moment. I'm quoting someone else. So I hope yeah, they yeah. got that right. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so there's, I mean, the whole like tennis landscape there might be changing, like, what is changing, but it's kind of working out how that all looks and where that feeds down to like our team. Are we going to do hospitality now? Because this is like a new... Um, a new concept in Sydney um, could be like a market that we've not really tapped into into like the Sydney corporate market so what are you saying that like you would maybe get someone and you'd say okay you can go to that final and then you can fly down to Melbourne and that yeah, kind of just, thing yeah well it's an Australian Open oh, event it's, so, just, so it's still sell yeah, that as a package just sell that as, yeah I get so it so now we start selling stuff into Sydney and, yeah, yeah. and Brisbane and like the Australian Open as well fuck and, that's going to be that could be big yeah so yeah so it's um yeah, so that means there won't be are you, there won't be like a Sydney winner, a Perth winner, and a Brisbane winner. Now they'll just be one. They'll just be you know like because you know the, yeah, yeah. that's what happens now. Well, it depends because I'm not sure. Because like, it's not been uh, yeah. I actually don't know what's happening with yeah, Sydney okay. International 
um, like Brisbane International and things as well. That so. young Aussie lad won the Australian, yeah, the Sydney Alex one. Dimino, Alex yeah. the Demon. Yeah. He's a beast. He's good, isn't he? He got to yeah. the final um, last just, year and then, yeah, and won then, it this year. And, so. the, yeah, and then come against, was it Rafa? I think he come up against Rafa, didn't he? I think, yeah. was it? He did well though, because it's like, what, I think it was Saturday before the tournament. He you, played like you're playing in the final and then he yeah, played two games. He played two that, games that day, and didn't then he? he plays in the first round. Monday, like Monday. Yeah, yeah, Monday. He so must have just, been fucking buggered. It's pretty well to get to the first few rounds. Yeah, yeah, but. his legs must have been weighing a ton. And he, his game is a very high intensity game, isn't it? He yeah. does a lot of running and a lot of sprints and that. But he's so he's so young anyway as well. So yeah, hopefully, um, he'll be all right. He's got plenty of years yeah, to like build to up. I think, that, you know, I think. And I, again, regurgitating other people's information that I heard over the coverage, is they're saying like a lot of the tennis now is very a physical game, a lot more physical than it used to be. Like strength and conditioning is a big part of their of their training. Where mm. back in the day, it was a lot more skill, a lot more technique. Even though it is now, that that's still the same is important but also on top of that now is also physicality is a huge part of it where the young lads that's why they were saying like people like uh, Rafa at 19 or had won like X amount or 20 had won mm. X amount of opens I think he'd won four uh, grand slams by the time he was 20 mm. where nowadays you don't really see that especially in the males you don't see that because they don't start actually get into that physical build till they're a bit older in life maybe 24 25 26 they don't get that muscle mass it's the same with any sport now isn't it like yeah bigger, I guess faster, it is stronger same yeah as I like, guess it is yeah you know, what, rugby like same like people are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and yeah. more powerful and stronger and so it's harder for the younger people to break through and that I guess that would mean the, 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 the chances of winning 20 grand slams is getting less and less yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you can't break through till you're 26, 27. You're not yeah. winning them while you're 18 and 90. It's just oh. what they were saying. I thought it was... Yeah, it's quite interesting. I guess you do have like some young people coming through there. Like Definitely. The Zver, like the Zverevs. Yeah, the German lad. Is that the, yeah, German, the German lad? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's fantastic. Like, but he's still scrawny. Yeah. Yeah, but... I mean, I think it's just we're in just that crazy age, especially on the men's side, where it's just like Federer, Nadal, Djokovic. They've just managed to dominate it for so long. But I guess there's no reason in the next couple of years that if you know, if, if they do start retiring those that generation now, then you don't have the the Zverevs, the Dimonars on yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, whether yeah, they sure. can go on a run for kind of ten years or so. Definitely, hundred percent. I totally agree on that. No two ways about it. But then again, that does take them into more the twenty twos, twenty threes, and twenty mm. fours. As because you can't see the, Djokovic looks like he's going to dominate for another at least well, another couple of years yeah. at, at least. Better was playing. Well, how old is he? Thirty seven, maybe. Yeah, exactly, so exactly. It's a long career, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And you know, Nadal's no joke in 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 France and that as well. And this, oh, no, yeah, this, surely this, he'll be winning the French. Maybe Djokovic can exactly, take him close, but. and then there's still you know there's still the Vivencas and that that you don't that, that still can pop up and, and yeah. smash anyone and that young that Spanish guy as well he, he oh, oh but yeah, yeah Bastista yeah. Basti, he he had a good run and anyway that's that's tennis we, I, I love I love talking about tennis it's one of me we get onto tennis quite yeah a bit there, <laughs> exactly um, so what what. What other things you would be like? You, you know, you were saying about the the marketing do you, for next year. Would, do you go to like wineries and 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 you would think and have a look around? Would you? Is that part of it? You'd go out to the Yarra Valley and you'll think this is a great winery. I think people would really enjoy that. And you put that kind of thing on the on the, the well, list. Well, it's quite funny you actually mentioned that because 
we actually had a wine tasting experience on um, Grand Slam Oval, so next to kind of that Cooper's Bar, um, that that Kia activation. Yeah. Um, so people can actually go and have a so Treasury Wine Estate or a wine supplier. Yeah. Um, so you can go and actually taste four of their wines with a sommelier. Um, and you can just kind of book in on the day. You can book in in advance, but at least you get kind of a taste of like the Australian um, Australian open wines. So, yeah. So I guess yeah, we're always looking at other what's happening in Melbourne internationally um, and what experiences we can bring. I guess like we look at Disney for like kids, the music. Oh, we want yeah, to be kind yeah. of the biggest music festival like in Australia in the world. Like it's we're always looking at internationally, especially and what ideas and what concepts we can bring. Um, yeah. It was quite funny. Like I read, I was reading in the Age a couple of days ago that our like commercial like revenue director he quoted our um, he only stated that our entertainment on site is only a two out of ten at the moment. So it kind of shows where he where he believes that it can go um, over the next few years. So I mean, we, we're doing all this work, and he says it's only a two. It's yeah, quite, it's a, <laughs> uh, we've got a bit of work balloons to do. just like. <laughs> sinking heavily what well, um do you reckon you'll ever make it where like you, you you get the concerts big enough that you can just get a ticket for that maybe yeah, That's, yeah. do you know what i mean I guess, yeah we always want people to come on site but i i guess the idea is i mean i think it's about five thousand people that can go into that ao live stage area so yeah we're trying to target the music acts that are kind of going to fill it to that five thousand people there's no point us getting you know, somebody's going to fill the MCG when yeah, only yeah, like 5,000 yeah. people, but... Beyonce, yeah. cranking it out. Exactly, yeah. Well, that'd be sure. good though, wouldn't it? Intimate <laughs> concert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be more than 40 bucks for a ticket, I should yeah. imagine. How many covers do you do in that two weeks? Uh, of restaurants. Restaurants, not sit-downs, not... not um... Well, it's probably something I should know, but it's about... Um, we do about 70,000, um, 70, 80,000 corporate clients um, across all our areas. That'd be across, like, private spaces, um and restaurants as well so um, yeah well I think it's each restaurant probably averages out to be about 300 people or so like 250 300 people so yeah fuck it's a lot of food thousand, it's a yeah. lot of food and how many staff are involved in that um, yeah well, the casual staff um, across like all caterers is several thousand so including like retail so it's a big operation yeah like getting a couple of thousand staff for like a two week job train them making sure the standards of all the restaurants or retail or part like sponsors. Um, yeah, it's a lot of work that goes into it. I wonder what like the spike is of revenue for the city at that time, you know, even That'd like even yeah. the staff, you know, all them casual staff getting, and they're not just getting like six hours or five hours, you know, they're getting oh, like 12, most, 15 yeah, hours or whatever. Them, yeah, working every day. Yeah. Yeah, for kind of the full day. So, so it's, 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 the revenue that's, that's, that, that it's generating for the city is probably, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, it is pretty. Well, I guess that's why you know probably some of the conversation of why they are reinvesting into melbourne park for you know a billion dollars to ensure that it stays there until like, it 2035 2036 because rightly so it can go anywhere in the south pacific right is that right oh uh, i'm not too sure i know like it was a couple of years ago the conversation happened and yeah melbourne secured it but i don't know who because sydney city wanted it wasn't it i'm sure sydney wanted yeah of course it, yeah yeah, but, yeah. Um, but, Australia, like, but Melbourne's yeah. a sport capital of the of, of, the, world, of the world, mate. That's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> if only Liverpool could come to Melbourne. <laughs> exactly, you know that. Well, um, you've also worked at Roland Garros. Yeah. And Wimbledon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, Fuck, um, tell me more. Well, yeah. Well, actually, um, I did a bit of travelling um, throughout the year. So I took about seven, seven and a half months off, um, bought a camper van with my girlfriend and, and did some travelling and then got some contract work at... Um, Rolling Arrows first, so I work for the caterers um, over there, which is pretty interesting. Um, How does the food differ? 
Well, it's actually quite... Like, the overall site is so small, so they do about half of the overall attendance of the Australian Open. Okay. Um, I mean, they do the... It's kind of so broad in what they do. So they do, like, the high-end hospitality, like, fine dining, like, unbelievably well, as yeah. you can probably imagine. France, from, obviously. From being in France. Yeah. But, um, so that's, like, unbelievable, like, amazing standard, like, quality of service. And then it's kind of like nothing. And then, so there's no, like, public restaurants. It really just then... The next option is, like... Burger um, and chips. Well, barely even that, like a sandwich and kind of a Coke or whatever. Yeah, okay. And that's kind of it. So you're either in like the best dining spot on the site or you're getting a sandwich and a can of Coke, which yeah. is quite interesting, really. There's not too much middle ground, but they do both ends pretty well. But I guess... Uh, I wonder like, how many of them bring their own. Yeah. Do you know what interesting I mean? to know, yeah. Yeah. But then there's not the... In, they don't have the space. They're kind of like tied in by like three perimeter roads. Right, um, okay. So they don't have necessarily the space to put the infrastructure in. And so to get the probably, trucks there and things, is that what you mean? Or, or no, just to actually build restaurants or, you, oh, know, okay. or, you know, provide a more diverse, like, food and beverage offering. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and there's no way they can expand unless they kind of move off-site, but I don't know what their plans are for there. But, yeah, no, it was fascinating watching... A lot of champagne being drank there. A lot of champagne, yeah, a lot of imagine. foie gras. No, yeah, so caviar... Yeah, it's fun two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what about did you have you would you say you brought anything from that back? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah not anything that we the can, level of service. Would the you level say? of service the quality? They do like some of their what they do with their like their partners, their sponsors is is pretty amazing. Um, they've got like a uh, they create like an area called Le Village. Um, and they just put all their like sponsors in like one area and kind of they've all got like a, a private space within the village but then there's this huge like communal area and they do these like really grand events and just bring like all their partners together which is like really really cool yeah um, and then they have like another area which is like um, Le Club de Loge which is for their kind of high-end clients like hospitality clients people that can purchase into yeah uh, and then they've got a choice of like three restaurants in there you get kind of access into the space um, and that's like a really high end offering as well. So, like some of those elements are like are, are really really good. And are you, would you guys think about doing a bit again, a, a bit more of a high end offering? Um, potentially, yeah. Well, we do kind of have the high end offerings at the moment, but it's kind of what can we take from their high end offerings and to, to, to make bring it sparkly, in, yeah, a bit more sparkly, kind of make that guest experience a little bit better with you know what they do with maybe yeah food and beverage experiences and bringing it like creates more like theatre and stuff. They do really yeah. well. Like um, a meet and greet and things like that, is well, that what exactly, you mean? Yeah, or yeah. like kind of just bringing food theatre front of house. So we, I walked in one day and they had the just meat slices at the front door. And so you had a glass of champagne. And oh, then you had beautiful. Like yeah, a slice of ham on or whatever. Yeah, exactly. oh, yeah, it was just yeah. kind of, they were just like doing it there. And it was like wheeling it around to like guests. It was just kind of... That's beautiful. Just, yeah, it's pretty cool like theatre. You just sat there having a group and then someone comes over being like, do you want some? Yeah, this, yeah. Or, and like, or like oyster shucking people just like walking around um, with like a shucking belt and stuff and just kind of like serving people oysters as you walk around like it's pretty within this complex like bit within a yeah, little yeah. room like, yeah. yeah that's beautiful like, them they're nice yeah champagne being poured and all that everyone's having a great time yeah so I mean like stuff that was pretty cool to, yeah. cool to see so. and what about Wimbledon Wimbledon was awesome yeah it was um, again for the caterers rather than for like the the yeah. tennis association yeah um but i mean like i've you know from the uk so i've grown up watching wimbledon every year like, yeah yeah summer in it six yeah. weeks old days and whatnot so i hadn't been since i think i was, must have been about 16 so to kind of go back to wimbledon and um and actually work there like on that first day i definitely had 
goosebumps yeah. as they kind of open the gate and they've got the live brass band going or like the stewards like walk every walk walking every everyone day in. every day or every just day. A, yeah, but yeah. like the first day you're like the wow this, yeah, is like, yeah. this is pretty cool and yeah. you're just walking around when it's empty and you can just see like the pristine grass, grass. everyone's wearing yeah, like white yeah. everything's so clean and polished like, yeah it's yeah. just it's like pretty amazing and you can see why people kind of just like love Wimbledon on that first day but it is interesting though when you kind of get in you know working like the full like two two and a half weeks that I did to kind of get to that kind of third day and you kind of realise that there isn't a whole lot else to do apart from like the tennis so, oh really but that's what they want like they don't people are there pure, to watch the tennis pure, yeah, right? they yeah. don't, they're not interested in um, like messaging for you know restaurants or merchandise or their sponsors like it's all very like face tennis, painting and stuff yeah, yeah. Like it's not it's not what they do <laughs> yeah yeah but it's um yeah so i guess like I'm, i wasn't watching tennis every day i was working but you're kind of walking around a lot and you, but you kind of realize that the only activation is probably where you can get your name printed on a robinson's like squash like cordial bottle <laughs> yeah. it's like i mean i'll get one of those thanks but <laughs> yeah. i'm not going to do that every day yeah, yeah um, sure. but i guess like again it's so hard for people to get tickets you know everyone applies through like the ballot so if you go you're going to go watch the tennis yeah um, yeah you're probably not necessarily actually going to go twice yeah. So, like, yeah, maybe they don't need to do anything, but... Um, and what about the food offering there? Um, Shitload of strawberries, right? Yeah, well, that was kind of one of the things I was looking after was, like, the champagne bar and, and the strawberries. So it was... They had, like, a team of 12, basically, university students just sat in, like, the back of, like, a kitchen, like, radio on, and just, like, hulling strawberries. Just, like, plastic spoon is the way to go, taking the, taking the top off ready to go yeah it was yeah it was amazing no strawberry ever gets wasted either like so it either gets turned into jam or at the end you mean end, it gets yeah. shipped or it's not yeah, quite yeah. right yeah it's just put to one side and it's um, yeah that's awesome jam, yeah, jam or whatever do you know smoothies. the numbers do you know how many they get how many oh, they... I can't remember it's, tons right it's tons obscene, yeah. it all comes from one strawberry farm They've never run out of strawberries. Like strawberry <laughs> prices haven't gone up in like twelve years. They're very protective over their strawberries. Yeah, yeah, but amazing. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's good fun, like seeing actually how the it's operations of that all work. It's funny how it's all different. Like uh, the Australian Open is known as the Happy Slam, right? It's yeah, like yeah. if I don't know if anyone, if, if you haven't well, been, it's, it's a must go. It definitely is. It's like a fucking carnival. It's like a party, isn't it? I think well, it's yeah. like a party. And like you know, you've got the the people that chant and that. I know it's nowhere near the football, but in, you know, they'll really the, the some of the crowd. Oh, it was amazing, yeah. Especially with like um, Tsitsipas, I think I'm saying right. Is you know the Greek player. That got yeah, yeah. He did what, like, a, he what a run, what like, a run. So good. Like yeah, some yeah. of the atmosphere that um, like the Greek followers like created around the site was awesome. Like just coming through and like watching him in Garden Square or somewhere. Yeah, it just creates like a. Yeah, the tennis atmosphere yeah. yeah, it was awesome it's, it's you don't get that in Hinman Hill no that's a, <laughs> very English very English cucumber sandwiches and yeah. strawberry and, strawberry and cream boxes, yeah, yeah exactly fucking hell they're crazy so do you think you'll ever um, do you think you'll ever get the opportunity to go to New York because then you've done, you'll be like Djokovic I've got, to do, I've got to do it one day don't I yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know if you need to do it one season like well, Djokovic yeah yeah um, yeah well I guess when we we ticked off three last year and then so we were talking about whether Close, we just, eh? whether you know do we go to america and just tick off all four but i guess when you've got a camper van it kind of it makes sense to use that and you can't exactly drive over to new york yeah so, yeah exactly exactly um, but no 100 percent one day i've got to go whether to work or just to well, go probably just to go and experience it I yeah think now, but i wonder how the americans do it you'd expect they would do it quite big you would expect yeah, be, you know big, I think it's, yeah i've not been but um yeah, I heard it's kind of the most similar. They're trying to. It's quite a lot about like the fan experience. Um, There's a lot of Americans there, wasn't there the, this year? I noticed. Yeah, yeah, huge yeah. Americans, obviously, huge, like you said, huge, with the, with the, yeah, the huge American girl. Americans come over, but 
no, I'd love to go and experience it for myself and see what they do and whether I'm still at Tennis Australia and I can bring ideas back or even just from a personal level just yeah, go over yeah. and just do you think you know, tennis is growing yeah I think as a so whole? yeah yeah well in Australia just plugging in Tennis Australia yeah, again yeah, but like it's the tennis is the number one growing sport in like um, schools age is so it? like the Hot Shots program yeah is the most popular kind of um, youth level like development it's sports great. program it's great um, I love it. yeah so more than I think soccer's kind of up there as well and then football for us yeah 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 and then like AFL as well 70 I think correct me if I'm wrong but is it 780,000 people come through the gates this year is that right 793,000 793 far out is that bigger than last year hugely bigger yeah so it was like 740 something thousand the year before so yeah way way up and why is that do you think just people want to come and just enjoy the Australian Open they just want to come and be seeing, part of it yeah be a part of it watch it on a big screen knowing there's going to be a good atmosphere it's just kind of prices come down this year didn't they stay the, stay the same stay for the like same houses $49 which as we said yeah pretty good value and I what guess, about for kids what's the price for kids $5 for kids yeah perfect um, so yeah it's hopefully an affordable day for and is it for cheaper families. if you go the afternoon is that right Am I just, not anymore oh no. it used to be used to be a couple of years ago it used to be like 35 didn't it if you yeah, want like an after uh, five yeah but, but now you can come in and in the evening there's live, you know, the, the huge acts in the evening. So yeah. um, even, you know, coming in the evening and watching, a, you know, someone on the main stage like Craig David for $49. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty, like, it's pretty good. No, for sure. 100%. Yeah. 100%. It's, um, and do you find you get a lot of people coming after work? Yeah, there definitely is that kind of mentality yeah. still of that after five, people walk it's down. nice. Even, yeah, whether they go into one of the arenas or they just kind of sit and... I've done that a couple of times. Yeah, I've been I, I've been every year. This year I only went with Monty, but I didn't go, I didn't go on my own. I with Beck, but she's Beck went. But I've been I've done a couple of times. I've gone on an AM, oh, yeah. uh, like after yeah. work uh, uh, and gone down. It's fuck. It's good. I I, I, I almost prefer it because as the sun's it? going down yeah, at like six o'clock, it starts so cooling hot. down. Yeah. It's, it's not as busy. It's not as busy. Yeah, they've, they've, where have they gone? Still around. You get no, sky, no. You get Sky Vodka and... Yeah, but the gin and tonic's gone. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That, I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've changed it. Haven't they? I think they have changed it to vodka. Yeah, it's Vo- the Sky Vodka Yeah, one. Sky Vodka. They've, cha- they've changed. You're a Canadian club fan? Nah, not for me. Not for you. Are, to be honest, I used to love them, but... And, you know, I know I've cut down on the sugar. It's a lot. It's they're not as easy to drink, to be honest with you. I, I, and that's the truth. The the mix is. I don't even think is there any gin in there. I don't know what it is, man. I don't think it's fucking gin. <laughs> Honestly, I don't. I think it's like stick to the apples, Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you, you, the reason. Do you think a lot of that is to do with um, overseas to the, the Chinese, the Asian market that you've tapped into? Because there was a lot of. You, there's definitely a lot of Asian. Oh, there was definitely an Asian, definitely an Asian feel. There was definitely an Asian feel there this year for sure. 100 percent yeah well yeah it's a huge market that we're working to uh, do you think that's helped the numbers definitely yeah, yeah i mean yeah. we've not seen the numbers of where people where what uh, markets are kind of grown yet but yeah yeah i'd like to think the victorian market's obviously growing australian market and and then definitely international as well so um yeah i wouldn't be surprised if some of those like japanese chinese audiences by like percentage would be like the highest growing but similarly like we're doing our jobs if we get you know, larger people from Melbourne and like interstate Melbourne coming down as well. Yeah, definitely. Day, so, um, I guess it also depends which players are playing well as well. Like, you know what oh, I mean? Like, 100%. Yeah. So you look at like the broadcast numbers, it's like it's fascinating when 
you know, Osaka or Nishikori, like the Japanese players, they can be like, it's tennis is huge over there. Yeah, so yeah. Like tens of millions of people difference in, in like the audiences on like TV, depending Far on who's out. playing. So, so yeah. like obviously, um, so like Chung got to the men's semi-final yeah. last AO. So we had like a huge Korean broadcast audience. He's great. I like him. He's good. Where yeah. was he? Did he, did he get knocked out early? Did he? Cause he I was, know, yeah. he was he, there. He was, at the, he was there. Maybe he just got knocked out in the first few rounds. It must have been because he it's was. It's quite hard for me to follow tennis yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could imagine. Yeah. I could imagine. Sometimes I forget he's playing. Cause he was definitely there. He was a hundred percent there. Yeah. yeah. And then he, um, and then he wasn't. <laughs> Must have gone knocked out early. <laughs> I, wonder if he, I wonder if he copped an injury or something or yeah, something. I'm not sure. like it's funny. It must be hard, like as a tennis player or, or, or an athlete like that. Like one year you, you, you're the everyone loves you. You're the main thing. Yeah. You're the main draw. And like within twelve months, everything. Where's he gone? I'm sure I've seen him. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he's still there. He's all you know. He's a seeded player. Of course, a hundred percent. But nevertheless. If you're not doing well, you're not getting the publicity. That's it was like Carl Edmund, wasn't it? The British guy. He got to the oh, men's like, semis. It, yeah, and he's then he got knocked did... out in the first round by Burditch. So, yeah. No one's talking about him now, are they? No, exactly. Last year was semi-finalist. Exactly. So. And he didn't have a sponsor, did he? Again, he had a great yeah. story. Sponsor just dropped him. He had some tops from like fucking Top Man or whatever. And he was just like, oh, yeah. give, do you that remember? Was last year, yeah, 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 last year. And he was going on this mad run. Yeah. Every year someone does a mad run. Do you not reckon like someone who shouldn't do it always yeah. manages? And then that like this year was that Bolt. He had a great run. Oh, like yeah. that, that show caught three on that day when he won that to get that. And he was like jumping in with the crowd. And so that, that looks that's yeah, yeah, no, it was. That's that. And it, if you get one of their matches and you're there, it's just off the chart, you know. It's, it is. Oh, yeah. I mean, I almost kind of wish I could come as a guest sometimes. Yeah, so yeah, actually, ruins it almost. Well, yeah. I mean, you still have fun. Like, you still get the whole buzz of the Australian Open. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They've only been once when I was a guest. We did we go? I think we went together. Yeah, I think yeah, we yeah. went together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Watched a bit of Del Potro, I think. Yeah, sure. and, and the storm came in. Yeah, storm came in, didn't it? It was too hot, wasn't it? Didn't yeah. they stop for heat? It was one of the only times they ever stopped for heat. And then we all went over to. Um, it was called the High Sense back then. Yeah, where yeah. now it's like what's it now? How Shortcut Three? No, no, Melbourne Arena. Melbourne Arena. Yeah, yeah. Shortcut Three used to be. Where was it? Court Three is still Court Three. Yeah. Shortcut Three, and then there's Court Two. Is Margaret. Margaret went on to be is now is a now, covered one, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's like mi- yeah, and the yeah. High Sense is now free, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Old, what, it's I know it, what you mean. Melbourne Arena. Melbourne Arena. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's and Kyrgios always play. He loves play. You know. Yeah, yeah. Get a few of the Aussies on there. It's yeah. And Murray's last game was on there as well. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully he'll maybe like you know super glue himself together for Wimbledon. He's got, new, he's got basically a new hip now, I think. So that's the last few days. So well, hopefully we see him back at Wimbledon. My granddad got his hip put a new hip put in before he died, and he because um, he had a bad heart, they had to do it while he was awake. Oh god! Yeah, yeah. and he said, I asked him about it, and he was like, "Oh, it was brutal." And you know, it's like oh. dink, dink, and you just dink as you shake. <laughs> like fuck it, awake, man! Imagine being awake getting a new no, hip put in. The smell, he said, the smell of. Maybe we should move on. Fucking <laughs> hell. Anyway, we're going to. I just want to say, was this year a success? Would you say it was a yeah, success? Yeah, hugely success. I mean, when we measure, you can do like crowds up, food and beverage sales up, merchandise sales up. Amazing feedback. Feedback, feedback like, yeah. yeah. Do, you go, do, you, do, you have a, do you have a party at the end after the final? We had a huge party after the men's final. That night? Yeah, that night. Yeah. Do you? It's good fun. Yeah. There? Or do you go. Yeah, it's like an organised one for like all casual staff. So it's yeah, nice. it's good. And then um, the winner, the men's winner, comes down. Does he with, with, uh, with the trophy and says, "Oh, thanks to everyone." And so it's quite a nice little touch. That's sick. Yeah, but yeah. That's it's, 
Yeah. Late one. Everyone's tired, but he still manages to kick on. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Fun. That's good. Well, listen, let's finish. I want to finish this up with a bit of a quick fire. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rafa or Federer? Federer. Federer. 100%. Murray or Kyriosk? Murray. Murray? 100%. Ah, not for me, I tell you. Still English, uh, yeah. Or he's Scottish, but still British. Yeah, exactly. We'll take him. Yeah. It's, we're very like, we pick who we want, right? We'll have him. You know what I mean? He's, he does pretty well. You know, it's not like everyone. It's not, we're not welcome in with open arms, are we? Do you know what I mean? I don't reckon. Um, Pims or Aperol Spritz? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I reckon Pims actually probably just like because I've drank too much Aperol now but I still yeah Pims is so nice I feel like that's the two drinks of the two things yeah. I feel like Aperol Spritz is definitely the drink of the odds open and, and yeah. Pims is definitely the I'd drink have, of Wimbledon I had a few Pims at Wimbledon that was just yeah it's just delicious stuff, I love yeah it? I love Pims also and then Wimbledon or Oz open Oh, I've got to say I was open definitely I? definitely yeah. well listen Josh thanks very much I much appreciate your time I hope you've enjoyed Pleasure. it it's been great thanks mate well, if you got this far, you must have semi-enjoyed it. So thanks for listening. I hope you did enjoy it. And it wasn't just in your car being played and you just couldn't be asked changing the channel. So yeah, appreciate it. No, if you did enjoy it, tell a friend. And if you get chance, leave a review. Like I always say, I definitely wouldn't leave a review because I'm a lazy fucker and it's not my style to leave reviews like that. But what I would do is give a five star or a three star or a two star. But if you're feeling semi-generous and you got a tiny bit of interest out of this and you thought, you know what, that wasn't bad. Wasn't bad for someone who hasn't got a fucking clue what they're doing. I'll give that brother a five star. If you do that, I'll be stoked. Thanks very much. Till next week. Have a good one.